With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Glib Shark, the podcasting madness of three people and the shark of their dreams. Our hosts include Jack Jenga Ship Edithel, Lauren Obo Crazy Urban, and Jonathan Roadblock Cerna. Dive in as they chat with interesting people across the internet and generally talk about really geeky things. Be a chum and join us, won't you? It's time for Glib Shark. Yeah, let's do this. Shindiz. Shindig. I dig your shins, gentlemen. Oops. I'm John. (laughs) And I'm shindigging. And we are Glib Shark. We're recording this on June 21st, 2016, uh, the second day of summer, and it's pretty hot already. We'll get into a whole host of stuff, as we are wont to do. But first, as always, or at the very least as often as we can, we have the lovely, the talented, the amazing Oboe Crazy here to do a little something that we call This Week in Geek. How are you, Lauren? I have two news stories for you both of which are delicious for different reasons. First, are you excited about the Power Rangers movie? Well, frankly, we all are for different reasons. <laughs> I heard I heard Jonathan in the background. Ah, ah. Yeah, so um, Brian Cranston's going to be Zordon. <laughs> <laughs> I was That's... getting ready to tweet from, from our account, and I just read the Brian Cranston is Zordon. What the fuck? I know, right? Yes, if you don't know who Brian Cranston is, you've probably heard of Breaking Bad. Even if you haven't watched it, you've probably heard of it. He is an award-winning actor, and he's going to play Zordon. And, yeah. So, if you're not up on your Power Rangers lore, which is understandable, especially if you are of many certain ages, he's the one that is, like, in charge of the Power Rangers. He trained them. And he usually appears as a large floating head, (laughs) which, let's face it, if you have to have a large floating head, why not the beautiful bald head of Brian Cranston? Why not? I, I really, I'm not really a huge Power Rangers fan. I was never a giant uh, fan of it as a, as a, as a young person. I was a little too old for it at the time when it came out, but this this movie amuses me more and more and more. Now, I don't know whether this is like they're going to make something super serious and awesome out of this. And that's why they're getting all these great actors. Or if this is going to be just crazy B-movie awesome badness and I should watch it. But Brian Cranston definitely makes me excited. Anyway, we'll know more, hopefully, and whether he'll be actually showing up as a person or just a large holographic face soon I'm sure, um, but I'm excited. On other delicious news, and and a little more serious, although just as awesome, scientists have figured out how to make chocolate both healthier and tastier. Because, you know, if there was one thing in life that we didn't have enough of, it was healthy 
tastier chocolate. So you can run liquid chocolate through an electric field. It removes 20% of the fat and the end product has been shown to be tastier. So like a lot of scientific discoveries, this one actually happened by accident. The researchers who came up with this new chocolate making method were actually trying to improve its viscosity so that it wouldn't clog machinery in manufacturing plants. And a physicist at Temple University in Philadelphia has used a similar technique to improve the viscosity of crude oil so it'd be easier to transport through miles of underwater pipeline. A consulting firm working on behalf of Mars Inc., you know, Mars people, the people who make M&Ms and Snickers, reached out to him to see, hey, would this work with chocolate as well? And yeah, it seems to. So the implications on this could be huge. Americans spend a lot of money on chocolate. I personally try not to spend too much money, but spend a lot of money on chocolate. So this would not uh, just be good at the manufacturing plant where it would help not clog machinery, but there you go, healthier chocolate. You know, it's still not terribly healthy, but you know, suddenly now your uh, Hershey's bar isn't going to kill you and tastier. Uh, it basically gives it a, a richer texture and is just overall more thick and delicious and oh my god why can't scientists solve all the world's problems probably because you know they don't involve chocolate definitely go to the la times and read up on the whole article where they talk about the specifics behind the process and all of the actual science that's involved which i could go into here or you could just read about it you can also read about it through the proceedings of the national academy of sciences where temple university has actually put out patents for this new manufacturing process and read all kinds of fun stuff about how mars and temple university are going to help shape the world of chocolate and then go eat some m&ms not because it's good for you but because they're m&ms and they're delicious that's all for now and for this week in geek I'm oboe crazy, and I really want some chocolate. You know, before I say the, this, the world is indeed a strange place, I definitely want to dwell on this whole Zordon Brian Cranston news, because I saw that <laughs> just a second ago. And uh, it's interesting because, you know, Brian Cranston kind of got a start on the Power Rangers, the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers show, or at least it was one of his earlier gigs, where I think he did voices for monsters, and even the character of Billy's named after him, like last name Seriously, at least. Seriously, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I mean, this, I, this news actually makes slightly more sense then because I, he already has ties to the the franchise. I may be one of the few people on planet left who thinks that Brian Cranston more is Tim Watley, the dentist, and the dad from Mike, Malcolm in the Middle than he does as Walter White. You know, Walter White as you know the the head who knocks is Zordon now. I think it's actually a really cool casting. You have a chance to either go serious with it, or you know he can go completely in the opposite direction, just be super goopy with it. Uh, whichever way like, like the right. tone of the movie is still we still haven't gotten that really because we haven't gotten a trailer we've seen the cast we've seen the morphed versions of the rangers and then we've we know that elizabeth banks is rita repulsa we've seen her in her costume and then now brian cranston so i don't know where exactly they're going with this because it's like you watch Warcraft, and then you compare it to its trailers. The movie is way sillier than the trailer lead it on to be. So oh. it's not like it, it. Well, I guess I say silly. It's really hard to take to take seriously because well, it's fucking terrible. But uh, 
but it'll be interesting to see where Power Rangers falls as far as like what tone they're going for. Like like you said, is is Brian Cranston going serious or is he going to go super fucking gampy? I I have no idea, but I I'm really curious to find out. I and I don't want to stray too far from your review of the World of Warcraft movie because I haven't seen it and I kind of want to, but I'm I'm totally interested in, in what you think. Um, my imp- I think you have a point in where the trailers and all the teaser stuff that we get does not give us any hint about the, how serious the movie really can be. I would like to think at least my instinct after seeing the revamped Rita Repulsa is this is much more serious. Like they're, they're not going B movie crazy camp because that outfit was not B movie crazy camp. She was, that was serious, sexy, dangerous vampire shit. It looks like something you would see on Star Trek The Next Generation. Like, mid-season, you have a villain who's like a snake lady. That (laughs) could be that costume. Yeah, I could see that. Although, you know, that still is... So, that still doesn't mean they're going campy, though. Because certainly what made Next Generation work, at least in the first couple seasons, was at least the earnestness of everybody. They they were... Trying and, their best. But I guess I'm, I'm saying well, we can't even use the costume to judge it because yeah. yes, it's a diff, it's a very different costume than the original Rita Repulsa. But the original Rita Repulsa was also pretty fucking silly. It was amazingly silly. But but the yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. I think they need to go one way or the other and they need to like either commit totally to this is serious um, Marvel movie level action power of superheroes or they just need to go fucking crazy campy with it and they can't ride the line no no they have they definitely have to pick a pick direction and go with it now that's not to say that that they can't like have something like the avengers because the avengers you have i'm not Probably shooting the moon here, comparing Mighty Morphin Power Rangers to the Avengers. But the Avengers did a really good job of keeping you invested in the action, not being too light, but still having its sense of humor. In the middle of the Battle of New York, you had Hulk, you know, smashing Thor. And then you had what happened to Loki. And then you had the Hulk smash line. I mean, it it had laughs, but it wasn't funny, I guess. I guess that's the best yeah, it wasn't a spoof. It wasn't a parody. It wasn't, um, and also those those jokes at the end um, were earned by earning the the seriousness of these characters. Even Thor, who they managed to keep that crazy costume of his and and make him work in and amongst more serious superheroes, you know. And they took away the those stupid crazy parts of all the costumes. They toned down Captain America a little bit, although they've been going much more crazy. They made Hawkeye and Black Widow be like real people in real outfits instead of crazy purple dude and, you know, woman who has to have a a, <laughs> a slit down her front all the way to her crotch. So I think they they earned that, uh, those lighter moments. So, but I want to, you saw the World of Warcraft movie. We got a taste. What did you think? Oh, it wasn't good. <laughs> and I'm, I'm getting the sense it's not good in in a bad way not oh it wasn't good but it was hilarious and lots of fun no it, it was some parts were fun and okay so here's the biggest problem with 
World of Warcraft or World Warcraft is that they made this movie and it felt like two different movies when you watched the orc part and then the human part. The orc part they did a good job of of expositioning, they let you know what was going on. The orc characters were really really good. Like they were expressive, they emoted, they were great. The human characters wooden as fucking boards. The guy huh. from from uh Vikings that I kept hearing about. People were excited. Oh, this guy was in Vikings and he's he's good. No, he wasn't good. He wasn't good at all. Like oh. he kind of he kind of looked at things and and acted like he was drunk, like the entire movie. Um, I didn't even they they did a terrible job of explaining what was going on in the human kingdoms. Like I I've heard from people who are more familiar with like the Warcraft franchise that it wasn't that bad. But as someone whose knowledge of Warcraft comes from Warcraft, Warcraft 2, and Hearthstone, I'm lost. Like, they're oh, it's this person who is the apprentice of this person. Oh, but he got kicked out because of, the, uh, because of reasons. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Who is that person? <laughs> why, is this, why is this important? Who are you? Like, and and it's just like, they never stopped to explain things. And I get that they were kind of moving along and trying to help. I don't know if anyone could hear me right now, but I hear audio. You. Okay. Jonathan, we love you. Your audio has suddenly decided to die, uh, which sucks because it sounded like you were giving a super impassioned argument about how crappy this movie is, um, which I was super excited to hear about this movie from somebody who knows the lore because I, what I was hoping from World of Warcraft as far as the plot goes is that it either ignored it ignored the original game completely and just did its own thing or stuck with it and was just put its hooks into its players and said, follow us as we show you your story. And it sounds like at least from the little, we were able to get that your, it didn't work that way. Well, and it, I've, it told oh. the story. Can you hear me? Yes. Well, I can hear you now. Okay. It did a really bad job of, of telling the human story, the orc story. It did fine. It was the story of Duradane and the kid that would have eventually become Thrall. And, uh, well, actually, he's just a baby, so he's not really, he doesn't really factor. But, it, it, like, the orc really well done. The human side, not well done at all. And so it sounds like this is just a badly made movie, and it's not going to matter whether you know the lore or not. No, it, uh, from what I've heard from, from people who, the, the apologists for this movie are people who do know the lore. Okay. Well, they have an, a vested interest in it, so that that makes sense. I'm like when they say, "Oh, this is the this is a apprentice for the guardian." Who the fuck is the guardian? <laughs> is that guy? Is that guy the guardian? Okay, what does that mean? Like, and they don't explain any of that. Yeah. Which is. <laughs> I was kind of hoping to go see this movie. I know very little about World of Warcraft. I, I know as much as any geek who has never played it does. So I was hoping to go see it because uh, Blizzard usually makes incredible cutscenes that are gorgeous. And an entire movie of epic fantasy shit made by by uh, the World of Warcraft people sounded amazing, even if the plot was shit. But it it's sounding more and more like the visuals might be it and and even that yeah it was just uh it's just not a good movie no 
all right, well, I'll put that into the checkout on Netflix in a couple months, along with, um, <laughs> along with Batman versus Superman, along with a couple of other things that have come out recently that I just haven't had the money or the time to go spend at the theater. A little bit better than Batman Superman. In that, Ooh. In that there's a, well, I like Batman and Superman got kind of a bad rap. It wasn't that bad. It was pretty okay. bad. It wasn't like the lowest ratings on Rotten Tomatoes ever. That, you, that know, you know what has the lowest ratings on Rotten Tomatoes ever? And I literally just watched a couple of hours ago. The Fantastic Four movie. Which one? The bad one that came out a couple years ago that was the reboot. But they were all bad. There wasn't a I know. good Fantastic Four movie. There hasn't Four been a good movie. Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> I know, I know. So and, the one with uh, was... Miles Taylor and Kate Mara and all them. Yes, the Latest. the original one of, of them, the, their origin story. Um, I came home and Luke was enjoying uh, crashing on the couch, eating a pizza and watching something mindless, which happened to be the Fantastic Four movie, which I'd never seen because I'd heard that it was horrible. And because it's been a long couple of weeks and because I had a little bit of time, I sat down next to him and got myself some jalapeno cheddar popcorn and we watched this goddamn movie despite the fact that we kept going we should stop watching this goddamn movie because oh my god it's really bad it's super bad and it's kind of boring and you know when big superhero fights are happening and i really don't care you know you've done your superhero movie wrong so and i didn't care yeah i mean the thing with that latest fantasy four movie is that um Actually, the first part of it looks kind of interesting. They set up a kind of promising world. And then once they're in the negative zone, everything turns to shit. And it begins to become a very different movie all of a sudden. And it's it's a bunch of good actors doing their goddamn best to say the most cliched action movie lines. Or being emo. One of the two. Um, so I really... I understand now when people were saying don't blame any of the actors in this movie for this movie, because this was obviously a movie that uh, required and where the, the only watchable thing about it are whatever the actors were trying to do with what little they have. I mean, there's the, the tiny little speech that Reed Richards gives towards the end to bring the, everybody together to, to fight doom. And it's, it is, the most eye-rollingly awful speech ever, but he delivers it with as much earnestness as you can, you know. But oh god, it's bad. Don't watch it. Don't be like me and sit on a couch and watch it. So here's my theory. Now, granted, Fantastic Four didn't really make a movie, but Warcraft kind of did. But it didn't really make movie money, mo movie money in America. It made money in in China. So we're going to end up, and have we already end up in a scenario where movies are going to be made in such a way where it doesn't really matter whether the plot or the dialogue is good if it's an action flick, as long as it's easily adaptable into multiple languages and scenarios. You know, I, I think a, a different language would actually... Huh. Well, I got about 28% of that. I'm just not going to talk anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Well, spend a moment and try to fix that, because eventually we need to talk Game of Thrones, and if I can't hear you, I will be upset. There's nothing I can do. I, I don't know what's going on. Oh, so. it's just audio issues. But I I would say, Jenga, to your, are, is this what we're going to get? Uh, that's exactly why we got an Alice in Wonderland 2. 
Yeah, is, that's fair. Is 100% because of the non-American market. It made a shit ton of money outside of America. And thus, we got an Alice in Wonderland too. <sighs> and you know what? It Fair enough. Um, as as movies are coming out in multitudes of markets, the the bottom line is how much money did it make and did it make enough to make back what it what people spent and then made a profit? And no longer is America the sole resource of movie going audiences. And if a movie can make a butt ton of movie and uh, money in China, then th- why not? You know, that's that's kind of why we're also getting a Pacific Rim, too. I mean, you got to take the good with the bad. I guess that's fair. And to be f- I guess we're only dealing with this now. I feel like my cousins in India dealt with this about 15, 20 years ago, back when there was a huge American market, relatively huge American market for these movies. And now that there's a global market to them, too, like for a long time during the Cold War, like American movies were banned. So a friend of mine who grew up in the Ukraine told me that she grew up watching Indian movies. So I wonder if like someone said, oh, Kuch Kuch Hontahe didn't really make that much money in India, but it was it, it made it, it, it made crazy money in Nigeria and, and Canada and Australia. Yeah. And then it would be incredibly smart for the people who made that movie to market or make a movie, their next movie to appeal to those audiences. That's that's it's sad only if it doesn't make sense. But this makes total sense. I just I just don't want Captain America opening overseas anymore. (laughs) That just makes me super sad. Yeah. Well, it's funny that a movie called Captain America opens overseas before it comes out here. Yes, that you know what? I'll give them all the other Marvel movies. Don't open Captain America first anywhere else. But America, you Come know on, what? Please. We'll get our revenge when uh, when when Fox works their way through the X Men like library and finally makes a Captain Britain movie. That should open in America <laughs> first. <laughs> oh, that's Brian Brock is ours. That's the other thing that I haven't seen yet in the last couple of weeks that's come out. I've not seen X Men Apocalypse, and I've I've heard similar things about that movie too. That it is, eh. um, that's not well, bad, but that it's. Eh. The new cast is really, really good. Everything else, take it or leave it, I guess. You yeah. know, growing up with John, the late, great John Colicos doing the voice of Apocalypse in the 90s cartoon, saying, Henry McCoy, how many people have dreamed of my death? You are no closer than the Babylonians with their rods and fire sticks. That was badass to yeah. 13-year-old me. And then we get Oscar Isaac saying, I'm going to build a better world, you guys. Like, no. No. <laughs> Luke and I are just going to have to sit down after RTX and after the last couple of weeks when we have a little bit of time, uh, maybe on a weekend or something, and just do a catch-up on all of the mo- shit movies that we missed the, in the last couple of months. Because we've got about three or four different movies that I, despite middling to awful reviews from people I trust... I still kind of want to see. That sounds like a really good side project for us. Middling to awful movie reviews from people you trust. <laughs> no, watching watching those movies after getting reviews from people you trust. Like well, Jonathan, I totally trust that everything he said about the World of Warcraft movie is completely correct. And eventually I'm going to watch this movie and I'm going to be like, 
Yep. But I kind of want to see it anyway. But I don't want to. I now will no longer have the need to go to a movie theater to see it. I will wait for it to come out on Netflix. Hey, real quick, before we go into the Game of Thrones uh, spoilers or whatever, uh, guess who I saw today? Uh, President Obama. No, I did not. Uh, uh, Madonna. Close. Spam. Spam was in town. Good old Spam man. And he's close to Madonna? (laughs) I didn't know she was such an alien aficionado. She likes to keep it on. She keeps it on the DL. How is Spam Man doing? What were you guys up to? He's doing great. Like, so he was in town. uh, His job requires him to travel and set up like Wi-Fi networks at at hotels and such. And, uh, you know, he happened to be in Philadelphia. I guess they're getting ready for the convention uh, for the Democratic Party. And uh, it's funny. Last time he was here, he was helping the city get ready for the Pope. So big parties going on in town. And apparently we're doing research on, uh, on all kinds of great stuff in chocolate, which is wonderful. I didn't even know that was happening. But yes, yeah. go down to Temple University and eat their chocolate. I, I intend to. I'd be like, hey, a friend of mine who's on my on a podcast that I do is an alumni of your fine institution, as well as my mom used to work here. My sister and brother-in-law went here. And I actually went to your real estate school for a little bit. So can I have some chocolate now? <laughs> the most roundabout way to get chocolate ever. But well, it sounds delicious. You leverage your connections to get chocolate. And Jonathan, if you're listening, that should be the title of this episode. But uh, but no, he's oh, he's doing well. Like you were in town, we got to hang out. We went to the Iron Hill Brewery, which is like uh, you know, brewery here in Media. And uh, my wife was there, I was there. Three of us just got a chance to, to hang out, catch up, walk around the town a little bit. And uh, he had we had to go back and you know get ready for the show. So and he told me that he's gonna be in Austin next week. So yay, he's gonna be in our panels. Nice. So you'll get to yeah. see him too. We are we are mere days away from RTX. Oh, man. Actually. Uh, so, um, are we doing a show next week, or are we not going to be able to? That's a good question. Um, I'm I'm game because I won't be traveling until Wednesday. But uh, but that's up to our resident uh, sound producer. Yep, we will we will figure that out and let the audience know. I I also do not travel till Wednesday, but Tuesday night may be a flurry of last minute packing and or printing because Luke is desperately trying to get as much printed as possible before we get to uh, RTX. So hopefully um, there won't be printers running in the background when I call in. Um, but yeah, I, we're going to be coming in Wednesday. I I think our flight gets in early evening and then we have to come back on Sunday, sadly. So uh, we'll be there early. We'll be at the charity auction. We'll be doing all sorts of fun stuff. And then Sunday we'll be ducking out of the convention a little early, going and grabbing some food and then heading off to the airport, which is, it sucks that we're missing Sunday night, but it's better than last year where Luke couldn't come at all. And we'll be there early. We'll have a, uh, basically all the Wednesday evening and all Thursday to hang out with people before the convention even begins. So I it really can't complain. Yeah. And before I drop off real quick, I'll say uh, ch- you can get the details of our uh, Glib Shark panel and our D&D&D panel at rtxevent.com. I think the schedule should be up there. You can get all the de- relative details there. We hope to see you. I challenge our listeners to see if we can fill that that massive room they put us in. But Yeah. Uh, oh, God. We asked for slightly bigger and a little more time. And we got insanely bigger and a lot more time. So 
we're not going to go too late because, you know, everybody wants to, to go party and stuff. We're going to try to keep it to about our normal episode's length. So about maybe an hour and a half, I would plan. We start at 7 o'clock on Saturday night, if I remember correctly. Um, bring up the schedule right now, but it's on 3G, so we'll confirm eventually. I guess uh, it would be nice if it was on the feed, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll give it a minute just so we can actually announce the time proper here. I, I believe 7 o'clock is right. And we're actually in the convention center proper on Saturday for D&D, &D, I believe. Yes, it's it. We are in the convention center. You can stay right in the air conditioned goodness of the convention center. Uh, maybe go out for a little bit and get some food and then come back. Uh, also, the nice thing about the convention center, you can buy drinks there. Um, you so. Drinks can be enjoyed officially, and for those who have been asking, yes, the, the DM does take bribes, and so uh, I, I'm pretty much open to anything. Alcohol is always a good thing. I do not tend to be one of those DMs that when I get drunk wants to kill people. I tend to want to just hug people and roll poorly, so keep that in mind. As That's why we're alive so far. <laughs> Kind of. Also, on a regular basis, you guys have faced off against some pretty powerful enemies who have rolled like shit. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. So 3.30 on Friday. 3.30 Friday, room 406 in the Hilton. That's the Glib Shark proper panel. Glib Shark rises. And then Saturday, we have Doopa Doopa Doo, Dungeons and Dragons. And where are they all go? Signing schedule Saturday. I could have swear I saw you a second ago. We oh here we go, ACC meeting room eighteen at yeah seven p.m. Dungeons and Dragons and drunks be there and be square. You can they're not mutually exclusive. And as far as we know, it will be live streamed. Although that is subject to change. As soon as we know more, we will tell everybody. We are planning on also recording it, not just to put up on our our YouTube, the Glibshark YouTube page, but also to turn into an actual uh, audio episode to be released on the, for our podcast. Uh, more information as that becomes available. Obviously, a lot of those things are up in the air, but there are uh, top men working on that. Top men but <laughs> absolutely if you want to guarantee that you are going to see the action you need if you're going to rtx you need to be there it's the only way that i can guarantee that you're going to see what's going to happen there will be a lot of audience participation obviously last year a lot of people had a, a great fun there will be um we'll have We'll just it'll just be fun it's just a fun time it's a crazy time and there will be drinking and dungeons and maybe dragons you never know absolutely and uh before i drop off i'll say that you can follow me at jack edithil her at oboe crazy and him at road underscore block and us collectively at glib shark i guess we'll make time for uh for uh the uh -do -do -do, game of thrones spoilers now and i'll drop off well wait before you go jonathan yeah. are you still here because here's the thing uh, it, Game of Thrones spoilers are not nearly as much fun if it's just me talking to a microphone. Uh, and so I would, if if he's having audio issues, I would rather wait and talk about a few other things. And then I do know that both of us are planning on watching the season finale, which is happening next week. And since we're planning on having an episode of, of Glip Shark next week, I would rather wait to do one 
big blowout talk next week than talk to the ether. Sounds like a plan. In that case, I'll hang out for a bit. Yeah, hang out for a bit. Um, so besides our panels, which obviously everybody should go to and listen to and watch, what else are you excited about seeing at RTX? So I'm the worst about this because I am literally looking at the schedule right now for maybe the second time in my life. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, man, there's something called Late Night Lemonade. I have to know what that is because they spell night the same way I used to spell night for Late Night Jenga Jam. Yeah, there's a lot of really interesting things going on um, for those who are a fan of, um, well, the actual tickets for this are already gone, but Theater Mode, which is kind of the Rooster Teeth version of uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, that's going on, I think, at the Alamo Draft House. I know the tickets are already gone. Hopefully it'll be recorded. I've been kind of enjoying Theater Mode. Um, they're... It is Mystery Science Theater 3000 as done by Rooster Teeth staff, but they do a little bit more of a, a spin on it and where they they pause and rewind the movie. And, and it's it's much more about pointing out filmmaking stuff in, in some ways. And I don't watch a lot of Achievement Hunter stuff, so I've kind of missed out on Jack and Michael and Jeff, who individually and together I find super funny. I'm just not a, a Let's Play person. Uh, so I've been enjoying theater mode, not just because I, I think that it's a lot of fun, but those three guys in specific, I don't necessarily get enough of in my normal rooster teeth watching. And so that's, that's been good for me. Uh, but if you happen to have snagged tickets to that, congratulations. Um, obviously also Saturday night, uh, if you would like to come for dungeons and dragons and drunks, and then once we're done, leave and go see Jeff Williams and the Freelance Orchestra, that's going on on Saturday night. I believe they start at eight, so you can do both if you are fast. And uh, once again, this is the second year in a row that Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks is happening at the same time as an awesome kick-ass, or almost the same time as an awesome kick-ass musical group that I would really like to see, which is irony when it's very delicious, but definitely they're very cool. Luke is going to have a booth you should come see Luke McKay of the Clan McKay and the Rooster Teeth Comics guy and balls to that. And you should definitely buy stuff from him. And if you can't buy anything from him, you should buy him a drink or food because that's almost as good. And hang out because I'll be there often. Uh, and then honestly, I haven't taken a look at too many other panels. I know 343 is supposed to be there, but I don't know if they're just doing a a panel or if they're actually going to have Halo stuff on the on the show floor, either of which would be cool. Haven't seen anything one way or the other. I'm actually kind of looking at some of the stuff going around the event right now, uh, not just the RT SideQuest stuff, but the fact that they're promoting one of uh, Caleb Denicor's uh, games with uh, the Austin Frisbee team, the Austin Soul, S-O-L. Yes. That's on July 2nd. So I got to see what my plan is, what everything's going on for that. If my schedule is free, I may go check that out. Well, what time is that game? Ah, shoot. Of course, should have had that up. Ah, it's okay. Good we question. Look it up it's, later. Uh, Saturday, July 2nd, 6.30 p.m. at House Park, 1301 Shoal Creek Boulevard. It's well, uh, $7 with a $1 coupon code. While going and cheering on Caleb is an awesome idea, and I totally um, hope that anybody who does that has a fantastic time. Uh, that's the same time as Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks, and I really need a Travancore. Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah, thing July that 2nd is the Saturday. That is. I thought it was the Friday for some reason. Uh, my ability to tell time. <laughs> Compromise. 
No, yeah, July fourth is on a Monday I, this year. That's right. That's right. I need to. Well, in any case, I need to finalize my costume. I'm actually working on trying to work Indian elements into the Travancore costume design. I, I plan to dress up. Like I don't think I'm gonna do a cape because it's kind of hot. But I'm thinking maybe like a Hawkeye slash uh, arrow kind of sleeveless number or something. Ooh. Uh, I will sir- be wearing uh, probably uh, jeans and a, definitely a t-shirt. I'm going to be wearing an awesome t-shirt. An amazing Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks t-shirt. Yeah, I am I am so pumped to see these t-shirts out I know, right? in the world, you know? Like, we've only taken us, what, 10 years to get a t-shirt out into print? <laughs> it's 10 years and a Carlton. And a Carlton, of course. And how weird is it? I mean, kind of the Gloopshark proper panel, I feel like if you don't have anything to talk about, the fact that November will mark 10 years that this broadcast has been on the air. Yeah, we're we're probably going to need to plan to do something for that month or an episode or something. I think the tentative plan is for us to all do a, a Gloopshark convention in the town of Marfa, Texas. Okay, and what else is in Martha, Texas, besides the fact that you just want Martha Marin to come? Oh, it's not Martha, it's Marfa, M-A-R-F-A. Apparently it's like 100 miles outside of El Paso, and they had, I think Jules and Roadblock and me and somebody else were on the podcast talking about this, uh, I think maybe during our ninth anniversary. (laughs) Uh, But I don't know, like, I I thought about maybe trying to travel out to Seattle or Oklahoma or actually try and do a live episode with one of you guys, but that's going to depend on on money, and uh, that's a resource way too scant supply these days. Ooh, here's an interesting panel that I might go to, that I think all of us can go to. Um, Friday night at 5 o'clock in the ACC, there is something called the special sponsor slash VIP only panel. Ask the CEO, which makes it sound like you have to be a sponsor or a VIP in order to sit in a room and ask questions of Matt Hullum, which I don't know how they're going to police that, but that could be interesting. Hmm. So what's a special sponsor? I suppose a regular sponsor. I, I don't think it's a special sponsor. I think what it is, is it's a sponsor. It's a sponsor VIP only panel and they're special, I think. I that's that's how I'm reading it, but I don't know. Lauren, am I special? I I believe you're special. Thanks. I think you're yeah. special too. I I may go to that just because it's been a very long time before I've been able to flout my sponsor status for anything other than a, a star next to my name. Yeah, it's. I even think about it, like that'd be fun to ask him. Like, uh, I'd probably ask him. I, I, it'd be a waste of a question for me. I'd probably try and throw in some like season two red versus blue joke or something in there. Just something way old, not something as obvious <laughs> as you ever wonder why we're here. Cause it's not even the right person to ask. First of all, get it right. Fellas. I would probably, I don't know. Well, we'll think about that. Uh, yeah. Jonathan just let us know in the chat that he and Izzy were thinking about going to the cosplay contest on Saturday, which should be fantastic. I'm sure we will see a ton of amazing Ruby cosplay. Um, probably a ton of people are going to pull out their Spartan armor. But, you know, who knows what other fun things you might be seeing. Um, I'm kind of very quickly scanning through Saturday. I know the cosplay contest is before Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Oh, I just found it. It's Meeting Room 9 at 3.30. Uh, So that's going to be going on for a little while. And and 
I'm hoping for a Dallas Clark cosplay. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, there's there's going to be some of the bigger panels, like the Day 5 panel, the Red versus Blue panel, things like that. That's going to be pretty fun. Um, oh, there's a rave. Hey, for those of you who are into, into that, Sunday, of course, is the Rooster Teeth podcast and the patch. Uh, good luck getting into those. But, you know, th- those are always fun to be at live. Uh, I'm just searching through anything else that hits me. I'm, I'm, I really need to look into that sponsor thing. That's, that's super interesting. If only to see how they're going to police it. Like, are you going to have to pull yourself up, um, on the Rooster Teeth site and show someone your star? I don't know. Oh, there is a Rooster Teeth LGBT panel on, on Saturday in a meeting room 12 in the ACC. That could be your 16. I'm sorry. There's the Griff coincides with the Griff Ball one. Oh man, voices red versus blue, cards against humanity. But uh, yeah, oh, I mean, oh yes, and then Jonathan has also reminded us 2 p.m. on Sunday, room four, the photographers of the Rooster Teeth community panel, which always has some amazing photographers on there. You know, maybe someone who is also on this podcast, and it was a ton of fun last year. So uh, I will, I will definitely be checking that out. In fact, I may be going to that and then leaving to go to the uh, to go to dinner and then get onto an airplane. So, hey, join me for dinner on Sunday before I have to get on an airplane. There you go. My, my Sunday plans are kind of up in the air. Um, don't really know where I'm going to be, what that's going to look like for a lot of reasons. But uh, but Friday and Saturday, I'm, I'm my plan is the same plan as I last couple of years. Tag along with my friends, see what they want to do, hang out with them, and make bad jokes while while they're there. Yeah, so it's worked for me so far, and it's uh, I think it'll work for me again this year too. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, uh, I go to these conventions to see friends, and in this case, also help out Luke at his booth if he needs it. Um. Yeah. Are, are you staying through Sunday or is, are you also leaving on Sunday? Um, I think tentatively the plan is to leave on Monday, actually. But uh, it was standby. You never know. I don't want to get stranded in Austin because I have to be back to work on Tuesday. Have to, have to, have to. Yeah, and I don't know if 4th of July is is traveling on 4th of July super difficult or not so. Because like I, I seem to remember the last couple of times it hasn't been too big of a deal, but I don't know if it's like other holidays and where that's the last time you want to go standby or if it's the best time. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, that's, I got the family connection to leverage and it's kind of interesting. Like, uh, yeah, I, I worry, I get all jazzed up about it, but usually it ends up working out and I have a, I have a place to go. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and if you end up wanting to leave on Sunday, then Luke and I are always more than happy to share a ride with you. Uh, and that reminds me, I need to figure out a ride sharing thing because there is no Uber and there is no Lyft. Yeah, there apparently there's a couple, a local thing where the previous driver set up some sort of app. I forget what it's called, but you guys can Google it and find it. I'll probably be putting two or three of these apps on my phone just to figure out which one the best one is. Uh, I know there's one that's only available on iOS. Luckily, I'm a iOS user, so I can probably throw that on my phone real quick. But yeah. uh, but yeah, if you guys hear about anything, you can tweet at us at Glibshark or at um Gen- or at our individual Twitter names, and we'll definitely and- oh ride Austin fair fast and get me. Our, our listener road underscore block mentioned that to us. Thanks, guy. 
Thank you, random listener. Yeah, I, I know. I think one of them, Barb, actually tweeted out and has a coupon for RTX, which I'll have to I'll have to look into that and see. Well, fortunately, between uh, between me having uh, an Android and him having an iPhone, we should be covered for any apps that are platform specific. But we'll have to see. Well, I guess now is good times any to sort of, you know, you know, wrap it up, shut it down. Anything you wanted to say about RTX before we go into our next week? Uh, come see me and hug me and say hi and hang out because that's all I really want to do when I'm at a convention is is see my friends and hang out. Lauren, for 10 years, has always had a really good way of distilling what I want to say to a guest or to an interviewee really well, like usually about 45 minutes into the podcast. And she's done that here. That's, I would say, the same thing. I'm really looking forward to seeing my friends and hanging out with you guys and playing some Dungeons and & Dragons and really just having a, having a ball and a biscuit. So be sure to look me up. I'm, I'm a pretty friendly guy. I'm not as tall as I, I sound. So there's that. <laughs> Yeah, so our theme music's done by Linnea Boyev. Our announcer is uh, voice actor Bob Ball. Our sound producer is Jonathan Cerna. And on behalf of Jonathan Cerna, Lauren Urban, and the entire Shark staff, this is Jack Edithil saying good night, good health, and stay sharky, mis amigos. That's all for this week's episode of Glib Shark. But you can find more swimming around the internet. Go fishing for us on iTunes. We're a five-star catch. Or follow us on Twitter, at Glibshark. You can even drop us a line, glibshark at gmail.com. Until next week, stay sharky, my friends. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.